0: The following is a ray-gun-armed, faster-than-light presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. The Time-Traveling
1: Robots in Space podcast
0: starts now. Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of the Time-Traveling Robots in Space For Wednesday, February 29th, 2012, this is the show where we talk about, well, uh, time travel, robots, and space. And uh, from Wausau, Wisconsin, I'm Dave Nelson. From Glendale, California, host of an Hour of Sleep podcast, Mr. Paul Swickard. Hello, Paul. Hello, Mr. Dave. How are you, sir? Not too bad. We have a special guest this week. She is from Ontario, Canada. She is one of the hosts of the Gamers In podcast... She's g i s gamer on Twitter. It is Jocelyn Moffat. How are you guys tonight? It's a girl. Wonderful. We have a girl on the podcast, <laughs> Paul.
2: Oh my God! <laughs> Who let her in?
0: Or shame. Not only is it a girl, but it's a girl from Canada.
1: Oh, Ooh. two strikes. I know.
0: <laughs> no. We're, we're you
1: know re- what's weird is I've had a lot of interaction with Canadians recently, and there's really no reason for it, other than hey. There are Canadians out there, and they seem to, like, do stuff, which I was told that they don't do anything, but yet they're here, so whatever.
0: Well, they do. We do both stuff and things. <laughs> they, and they do make up part of the population of this planet that we live on, so you're going to run into them once in a while. I'm just saying.
1: I was told that Canada had, like, one warship. Is that true? Like, for war?
2: I think we're building more. So just just oh. hang on. <laughs> Give us a couple of years, we'll catch up.
1: All right. The Canadians don't build battleships. The terrorists win. <laughs> <All> <laughs> what right. tangent Are we on? I forget.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, this. <laughs> the th- Canadian tangent. All right, you guys yeah. ready? You guys ready to dive in here? Let's do it. Yeah, this. absolutely. I'm sorry to spoil your fun. You guys were goofing off there. I'm I'm gonna be like the <laughs> I'm gonna be like the teacher in the cr- in the class. Calming, you know, making the kids calm down. Hey, you kids in the back, bro, calm down. You crazy <sighs> kids. All right. Whatever. Get
2: off my lawn. <laughs> All
0: right. So, uh, for the audio listeners in the future, if you want to see us do this show live, we uh, stream it on spreecast.com every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central. That's 7 p.m. Pacific time. And what time is that where you are in Canada, Jocelyn?
2: <laughs> it is 10 p.m. Eastern, and it is 11 p.m., uh, I think, Atlantic Time, well, whatever, f- whatever they are further east. Oh, I forgot
0: about Atlantic Time. There's hardly anybody in Atlantic yeah. Time, right? It's a really small like, sliver. <laughs> yeah. It's like that
2: small. <laughs> it is very small. <laughs> All
0: right. And for our uh, Spreecast.com viewers, feel free to ask questions throughout the show. Either type them into the chat room or submit one at the bottom right of the video where it says comment or question. And if you're uh, new to the time-traveling robots in space, we run things down into three categories. We do the news, and then we do our recommendations and the question of the week. So let's get this on the road. to one, one. Time, time travel. All right, from Bleeding Cool, Doctor Who's 50th anniversary is still a year and a half away, but plans are already underway for a celebratory set. Celebratory, celebratory, somebody help me out.
1: No, keep going.
0: You're doing great. What is it, Jocelyn?
2: Celebratory.
0: Okay, that word. Episode. And uh, word has it that one of the Doctor's greatest villains will make an appearance, played by one of the biggest rising stars around. If the rumor is true, showrunner Stephen Moffat wants Sherlock's Benedict Cumberbatch to play the renegade Time Lord that would be the master... According to The Express, an unnamed source told them the following. It's fitting that the Doctor comes face-to-face with his ultimate enemy, the Master, for the 50th anniversary. And it's felt Benedict is the perfect choice if the schedules can work out. If it turns out to be true, Cumberbatch will be coming off a huge year uh, when this episode airs. With one of the roles being his still-unnamed villain in the Star Trek sequel... He's also in um, The Hobbit, right? He's like the voice of one of the creatures in The Hobbit, right? Have you guys heard that? Is he I really? have not. Which, which one were you thinking? He, is, I think he plays some kind of dragon. Some kind of dragon creature in The Hobbit S- film. Not Smog. I think it is Smog. Not, not Smog, right? No, I think it is Smog. That's awesome! Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. And then the guy that plays. There's just
1: the one, right?
0: Uh mm-hmm. just the one. What? Dragon. I don't know. I don't know anything of the Hobbit. I what I know about the Hobbit is this much yeah, right I here. Yeah, there's just one. Okay. <laughs> That's a shame.
1: Like we, Dave, we should start a podcast like about just things I don't know, Lord thi- of the Rings or stuff like that. Or, just or, so you can feel how I feel <laughs> about most of the stuff that you talk about here.
0: or how about this we do a podcast stuff we don't know about like one week or no i like that (laughs) each week this is us (laughs) uh each week like i'll bring something up that you don't know and then you'll bring something up that i don't know i think that's a damn
1: check out this advanced calculus i don't know what's going on here Uh, isn't this interesting
0: no All right. So, um, how do you guys feel about this story? You guys are you guys both Doctor Who? No, Paul is not a Doctor Who fan. I know that for a fact. Jocelyn, what's your Doctor Who knowledge or fandom level?
2: It's one of those things I've always wanted to get into, but haven't actually. And I tried, and then there was like this really, really old stuff, and I'm like, where do I even start? And some of it's like movies, but not. And so I haven't actually gotten into it yet. But it's one of those things that I want to. But
0: okay, here's what doesn't he. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead.
2: His uh, his time travel thingy lets him go anywhere and any time he wants, right? Yes. That generally missed. Yeah. But yet he always stays around London.
0: Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> and he's got a British accent, which is also weird. <laughs> my advice to we you My advice to you is start with the 2005 series. Don't even pay attention to anything that came before that. Start with the 2005 yeah. series and move forward. And I would—is it really that good? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. If you like, if you like, <laughs> sorry. Shut up. Shut your damn. <laughs> shut your damn hole in your face. All right. All right. Anyways, um, I would also recommend that you start. Not only will you you, sh- you should start with uh, the 2005 episode, but maybe even before that, you start with uh, an episode that I think aired in 2008 called Blink. It's with. Uh, David Tennant as the Doctor. It's a really good starting point for if you want to get into Doctor Who.
2: She'll write that down.
0: <laughs> so start with that, and then if you still like if you still like it after that episode, then go back to 2005 and start the whole thing. That's my advice. Excellent.
2: I am a big Sherlock fan, though, so I think this would be really cool. If I wasn't into it by the time he was in it, then I would pick it up just to watch him do something else.
0: <laughs> yeah, Sherlock's a great show. I can't wait for... Um, the second series, uh, which will be airing on PBS here in the States, uh, I think in April or May. All right, I put the link to that story in the chat room. So, Paul, uh, you got the ball. Go ahead. Sweet.
1: Screenwriter for the Sons of Anarchy is bringing a new sci-fi show to to (laughs) sci-fi. It is called the Dover Agenda. And I, first of all, Awesome name. I like the Dover Agenda. I don't know why it just kind of rings true to me. Anyway, the I and I really like the premise here. It's supposed to be about a young man who finds himself recruited to a secret military branch that specializes in parapsychology, which I still have no idea what that means. What, what, does that mean like like psychology, but not really? So abstract psychology?
0: No, no, no. You're you're analyzing uh, ghosts and spirits. That's what you do you set up an office someplace, okay. and the ghosts and spirits come to you with their problems and you help them solve those problems
1: and I get that like at a degree from DeVry Institute or something
0: <laughs> or um oh. or Phoenix University of Phoenix
1: <laughs> sorry anybody out anyone out there is listening. I'm not disparaging all that just. Yeah, you just lost all
2: your Devry listeners. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn it, Paul. All to Devry listeners. <laughs> Anywho, uh, the twist is that the recruiter who actually picks up the guy is a future version of himself. And the character slowly realizes that his future self may not want him to be somebody that he actually wants to be. So, in other words, it seems like his future self is trying to make him into something that who isn't him. If that makes any sense. Like, in other words, it sounds like he doesn't, he, the, his future self is trying to get him to not be his future self.
0: This has got paradox. Sometimes
2: time travel makes my head hurt.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, no, you're not alone. <laughs> this has got paradox written all over yeah. it. This has got like. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's one. that's one of our, it's, that, that's one of our, one of our themes on the show, Jocelyn, mm-hmm. as you know, because you are a subscriber to this, to this show is I am. time paradoxes and the singularity, which is a word I can now remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho,
1: the pedigree on here is pretty good. Barry Josephson from Bones yeah. is executive producing the Dover Agenda, and it is slated to have a 90-minute pilot episode that is supposed to air fairly soon. So Sweet. the idea is, is they've done this before. We, I, Dave, I believe we talked about the show Rewind, yeah. where they'll... Have a pilot that's a uh, movie length long in order to so even if the show doesn't get picked up, they can rerun it and people won't like get confused because it'll just be kind of a story in and of itself.
0: Now, is is this show confirmed for a full run, or are they just going to test the waters with this um, with this movie and then go ahead with the series? I
1: I think the idea was is this is a test run. I think they were trying to figure out what exactly if this show has legs, you know, if it gets the ratings it wants, then they'll move forward with the series.
0: Yeah. They Which d- I
1: guess you know, it's it's more of a it, you know, hedging your bets trying to play it safe, trying to save money all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, it is smart and they did, they, they have a habit of doing this. Uh, most famously with Battlestar Galactica, they did the miniseries and then it got really good numbers and I think they knew that going in because I believe that they were already planning the series even if if the miniseries hadn't, hadn't, didn't, wouldn't have done well. I think they were still going to kind of, they kind of had plans, but they were confirmed with uh, the good ratings they got with, with the miniseries. So I'm really looking forward to sci-fi scripted dramas coming back to sci to the sci-fi channel. Definitely.
1: I know it's weird. It's like you're going to get like content from Sons (laughs) of Anarchy, no less. That's, That's a pretty good show.
0: Yeah, and we've and we've talked about sci-fi um, gearing up for a few more series. So it sounds like they got a few in the pipe, as they say.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, rewind was already mentioned. Um, is there another one that I that we've talked about on here? There's I don't been, recall. There's been but so I, many. We we have at least two.
0: Yeah, there's been so many stories that we've mentioned that I don't remember. Um, if you guys want to check out, uh, we've got a news section actually on our website at galacticnetcasts.com with the latest sci-fi news. Nice. And I'm sure if you do a little Good digging, fun. you can find the sto- all the stories about these shows, all the shows that might may or may not be coming up on sci-fi in the news at uh, galacticnetcasts.com. All right. Before we uh, move on to robots, got to let you guys know that you can leave us feedback. Um, we've got three very easy ways of doing this. You can call our voicemail that is 805-328-3966. By the way, Jocelyn and and Ryan is your partner on your podcast, right? Yep. He's in the chat room. He's he's watching us. Do you guys have a voicemail number?
2: No, we don't have a voicemail number. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got to get the voicemail number. <laughs> Dave, Apparently. <on> <laughs> well, no, David,
1: be honest. Who's called the voicemail?
0: We have had <laughs> people call. We have had a couple people call the voicemail number, all right? It's uh-huh. there if they want how it. how many
1: of them are selling, like, <laughs> tuition things for DeVry Institute? Yeah, about half of them. are <laughs> so. telling
2: you you want to cruise.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Google Voice. Actually, Steve. that's a good plug. Yeah, call us. Be the first one. Yes. Be bold.
0: 805-328-3966. Even if it's just a noise. Call the number and make a noise, and we'll put that on the next show, on the next episode. I guarantee you. All right. Um, if you're if you're too scared to call the number, you can email us galacticnetcast at gmail.com. Tell us how you like Jocelyn on this episode. Maybe if we get enough positive response, we'll bring her back as a as a guest host. Um, or you can leave a comment on the blog at galacticnetcast.com for this episode episode all right let's move on all right uh from deadline.com mgm have offered the role the title role for their robocop remake to joel kinnaman do you guys know who joel kinnaman is i do not nope (laughs) yeah i didn't either most recently the swedish actor appeared in the thriller safe house opposite Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds but most audiences know him for his role as Stephen Holder on AMC's The Killing. Um shoot Not what that is either. You don't know who th- you don't know if what The Killing to- is? Sorry, I didn't mean to derail
1: that. I don't I still don't know who that is. I never saw The Killing. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I've, I've never seen The Killing either. There's so much like on cable cuz I don't have cable TV. Yeah. There's so many programs that I miss for for not having cable TV. And AMC's got a bunch of great ones. I mean, I get I watch the watch mm-hmm. the Walking Dead. I download the episodes on iTunes, but anything else I'm kind of not really aware of because I don't have cable. Anyways, mm-hmm. Paul Verhoeven's original 1987 RoboCop movie, which starred Peter Weller, spawned two big screen sequels and an e- and even a short-lived TV show. Uh, over the past few years, MGM has been trying to produce a remake, and it's finally coming together. Jose Padilla will direct RoboCop from a script written by Josh Zetumer. Z-E-T-U-M-E-R. So go ahead. After we're done here, Jump on Google and type in Joel Kinneman. That's J O E L K I N N A M A N. Even better, I will put the link in the uh in the chat. You can just check out the story for yourself. Hey, Inertia's here. Yay. We got quite the chat room tonight. That's cool. See, this is what happens. You bring in the
1: Canadians and they yes. just come
0: they're here i think it's i bring my beep. i think it's just i think it's more than uh i think it's more than just being canadian paul i think um the the other factor helps too um i'm just saying what factor is that
2: the chick factor
0: no i was gonna say i was gonna say nice person factor because paul is kind of a not a nice person you you know (laughs) you know what dave on any
1: other any other day you would say, you know what? Paul's the nicest guy in the world. But today, you have to just be the antagonistic one and try to create, oh, this false tension and all this crap.
0: Oh, so I'm, I'm creating <laughs> like, what's, false what's tension? I'm creating false what, tension?
1: What's, what's going on? <laughs> oh, so it's, so would you like it to be real tension?
2: It feels pretty real to me right now, guys.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay, we'll stop fighting. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so how do you guys feel Don't about... Don't make th-
2: me come down there. <laughs>
0: down to the states to kick your ass how do you guys feel about the Robocop movie you guys excited for the remake or what
1: I uh, haven't
2: seen the first one
0: shame oh, on you Really? I know it's actually pretty bad if, if you watch it it it, yeah, it 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 hasn't aged well oh inertia. in my defense yeah,
2: I was three when it came out so
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: How about
0: Robocop
1: 2? What about Robocop 2? Oh my gosh. Oh, you're asking. Robocop 2 2 dances into, like, it wasn't trying to be serious anymore, I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, they just went completely off the rails with Robocop 2. And the guy, listen to that director talk about it, he takes it so seriously. Like, it's the same guy from uh, uh, Starship Troopers, Dave and he again he thinks he's being perfectly like he thinks it's perfect satire even though like you laugh at some of the stuff that he tries (laughs) to go past it's just it's just so bizarre like the false like the robocops that they try to create are hilarious like they're just they're just amazingly awful like i don't know dave have you seen it i
0: haven't i've seen the first one a long time ago don't know if i've seen part two or not Explain it for us. Like,
1: you see... Okay, you see... All, let, let me just tell you... Let, let me give you a sense of what this movie is like. So, you see test footage, like a scientific test footage, of them trying to recreate what RoboCop is like. So, part human, some, you know, a cyborg. Part human, part robot, right? Mm-hmm. And you see all these failures, and they fail so amazingly. It's awesome. Like, one of the things just falls over, and... He one of the things just falls over and he can't get up like it's an upside down beetle. Like he's just he's on his back and he can't turn over. Another one, which is by far the best one, my personal favorite. He just whips out his gun, says "Stop or I'll shoot." Shoots two scientists and then shoots himself in the head.
0: <laughs> that seems like comedy, a little bit.
1: It, it you yes. <laughs> Yes, it does. But Paul, and, but,
0: but Paul Verhoeven yeah. is not trying to make it. He wasn't trying to make it comedy. It just turned out to be comedy.
1: Oh yeah, and the girl, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Steve Brock in the chat, that's awesome too. Like one guy just walks out. You you see this helmet thing on, lifts up his helmet, and it's like this skeletal slush thing, and just screams and falls over. <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
0: And that's and that's the reason why they they decided to make the Robocop based on a human right because because they couldn't get any of the the robot Robocops to work right is that correct
1: right they couldn't they the only success they had was like the original Robocop and that was kind of by okay. accident okay, so they were trying to recreate it and they
0: couldn't do it okay, I understand well, it sounds like this remake is gonna be. Very much from the RoboCop's perspective, like what it's like to be transformed into a robot from a human. At least that's from the interviews that we've discussed here on previous episodes. Mm -hmm. It sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. It's It's true. I'm waiting to see what a good director can do with a story like this. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. We'll see. All right. Paul, you got something about Zorro, right?
1: Zorro, indeed I do. And ladies and gentlemen, you might be asking yourself, Paul, what does Zorro have to do with robots? I will tell you. And this is Big just this is gold. I I cannot wait to see how badly this turns out. Anywho, yeah. Fox <laughs> ha- Fox has greenlit a new movie for Zorro called the uh, Zorro Reborn. And uh, on paper. It sounded normal enough, you know. It's just a remake. The last the last, I forget what the title of it was, but the last Zorro movie didn't do especially well. It was like the it was like what was it? Like anybody remember what that was? It was so bad. Was it was the, so
0: bad I don't remember what it was or when it was.
1: Yeah. It was like the Mask of Zorro or something like that. Okay. But anywho, um this latest remake is set to be in the year 3000. <laughs> so, under...
2: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> so, under uh, under the auspice of Zorro, you once again have this fellow who is trying to fight the evil oppressors who are enslaving his people under the flag of Zorro. And, yeah, he's... Um, let's see. He's expected to carry a whip, among other things, and... One person even postulated that part of this guy, you know, whoever is happens to be the evil dictator is going to have robot
0: armies that Zorro must fight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Zorro versus
0: robots. Nice. It sounds like it's going to be so bad. It's going to be good. Yeah, Yeah, I (laughs) hope
1: so. I hope so. You know, recently, like, the one who really the one movie that really has my attention for possibly the worst movie ever is Battleship. I that Okay, it, okay, stop. That has stop. the potential to be the worst movie ever. Ever.
0: Time out. Time out, my <laughs> friend. Okay. Have you seen the latest trailer for Battleship? Have you seen the latest mm-hmm. trailer? Yeah. You're you're still convinced that that's going to All right, inertia in the chat room. She was she was my host on the alien invasion a mere two hours ago, and we talked about this. I think it's going to be a lot better than most people think.
1: Dave, I'll remind you, (laughs) this is the movie called Battleship. Uh huh. Battleship, Uh as in the game, the board game. So you go from that to. Battleship versus aliens?
0: Yes. That's oh. why you were talking
1: about on the alien invasion yeah, podcast, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Did you know that they're going to, in this movie, they're going to show it from both the aliens and the humans' perspectives? Did you know that?
1: I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me. I, that's not improving. <laughs>
0: that doesn't help you get more excited about it? <laughs> uh,
1: okay. How's this? I promise. When, it, when is it coming out? Uh, you you would know right uh, uh, relatively soon
2: probably a summer blockbuster it's got to be yeah
0: it's april or may or june or i forget exactly when it is chat i will happily i will
1: happily watch this and we can reevaluate at that point okay and then i am more than happy to debate it with you okay that is your challenge okay i'm gonna that being that being said I will watch it in the theater, just so you know. I, I,
0: absolutely, I wouldn't miss it. Are okay, you kidding okay. Me? That, is- but the, the the deal is that okay, you have to watch it on the opening weekend. You got to watch it because you're going to get scared away if the if the critics if it turns out to be a bad movie. All right.
2: If okay.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about Yoki. this, Jocelyn? Are you would Battleship? Is that a movie that you would go see?
2: No, not even a little. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm so with on this. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> even if it has big, huge special effects and explosions and stuff, it's, it's going to be awful.
0: <laughs> but it's got fellow Canadian. Um, uh, what's his name? He was on Friday Night Lights. Um, oh, Tim Riggins. Um, yeah, Tim Riggins. Um, right? Yeah. Inertia, what's the actor's name? As we wait, she would know. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's Kay Is his last? Uh, but he's in, Dude, he he's also in
1: the. Um, what was it John Carter movie? Yeah, he's that's the. Out, yeah, so.
0: he's the lead in the John Carter movie. Jocelyn, you don't know her, mm-hmm. his name? Being a Canadian, don't you know everybody in Canada?
2: <laughs> Apparently, no. Everybody I don't know everyone in, in Canada.
0: <laughs> it's Taylor Kitsch. Is his name? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So anything, anything more on the Zoro uh, in the future story?
2: Not yet. <laughs> so that is something I would go to see. Yes.
1: <laughs> Details are scarce at this point, ladies and gentlemen, but I promise you, I promise, you have my solemn swear that I will absolutely give you the most information I can about this film.
0: You know, I really hope that this is going to be like a tongue-in-cheek kind of movie. Like, it's going to be so over-the-top. That it's just going to be ridiculous. Oh, dude. Good point. Inertia. Will he have a horse? I
1: hope it's a robotic horse. I really do. It, it, it's his It's his steed.
0: <laughs> it's going to be so awesome. <laughs> All right.
2: Is he just going to have a regular sword, or are we thinking it's going to be like lightsabers in Star Wars with Zoro?
1: I see. I've tried. I Like I said, one of the stories I read actually said he had a web along with a sword. Okay. Um, And it was some kind of, like, laser whip or something nonsensical like that. But, yeah, there's nothing official as of yet, but
0: I can't wait. Uh, There's got to be some kind of, like, electronic, like, futuristic, like, twist on the whole sword or whip thing. It's got to be some, like, plasma weapon or, I don't know, something, force field with the whip or something, maybe? I don't know. Maybe.
1: I don't know. I, I saw, did you ever see Underworld?
0: Uh, I've seen, yep. I've seen maybe one or two of the movies.
1: Okay. I, I am reminded of the vampire that decided to put his specialty in whip at the end of the first Underworld movie. And that did not end well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch those movies, those movies again. Cause, um, first one's actually pretty good. Yeah. I like the first one.
2: First one. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So let's move on before we do though. Um, don't forget you can go to our website at galacticnetcast.com for information, details, show notes about every single episode. You can also subscribe to all the shows. Uh, this one, Time Traveling Robots in Space, The Alien Invasion, and the Sci-Fi Film School podcast. Either click on the iTunes logo or fill out the email form. Also, along the top menu are links to our Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. And like I said, did I mention Sci-Fi News? We've got sci-fi news, too.
1: I, I believe there is news. Yes.
0: That is wonderful. GalacticNetcasts.com. Go there and enjoy. All right. Let's move on. Sector, Sector 3. Space. Space. All right. Uh, from firstshowing.com, a viral website, viral website, has just launched for a low-budget movie starring District 9's Charlotte Copley called... The the Europa Report, also known as just Europa. And here's a key excerpt from the site that hints to the film's plot. For decades, scientists have theorized the existence of liquid water oceans on Jupiter's moon Europa. We've recently discovered new captivating evidence that these subsurface oceans do exist and could support life. We've sent six astronauts from space programs throughout the world on a three-year journey to Europa to explore its oceans and confirm these findings, we're proud to be at the forefront of the effort that proved the existence of extraterrestrial life within our solar system, within our lifetimes. And on the site, there is video of just basically the people on the ship doing things. It's like, it's kind of makes it look like it's a real thing. Like there's these travelers in this spaceship going, going to Europa. And, um, It's very much meant to be like a... Hang hang on one second before we go any further. Let me throw the link into the chat room so you guys can all check it out. I keep on forgetting to throw your links into the chat room, Paul. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Anyways, this is... I would like to think that I explain it in such great detail that they don't need them. Yes, of course. That might just be wishful thinking.
0: (laughs) Yes, of course. No, no, I get what you're saying there. And you do a very good job but I feel bad, so what I'm um. going to do is... Here, this is the link from your last story, the Zorro in the future. All right. <laughs> I'm taking my revenge on the battleship thing? Well, maybe, subconsciously, but not on purpose. Anyways, this is your typical like uh, viral campaign thing. We all know it. We, know, we all know how it works. And it's just uh, it's making it look like a real thing. And that's all I know so far about this movie. Um, That's all they're revealing. There's no release date yet. There's nothing more. It's just just this website where you go and you check out the astronauts doing their thing. And it's made to be like a real-life thing. So go look at it. (laughs) That's all I got. I will. (laughs) All right. Before we move on, though, is there any sign that are, is this something? Is there that, any
1: sign that it's actually going to go anywhere?
0: No, it's it's an actual movie. Um, you know, before I say anything, I'm going to look this up on IMDb just to make sure that I'm not wrong about the release date. Talk amongst yourselves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking trash about you in the tra- in the chat. Oh, how dare, dare <laughs> how dare you? How dare you?
0: All right. Um,
2: I'm really excited about this movie. I love low-budget sci-fi type things. It's always better when you can't see the the monster, or the alien, or whatever anyways.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Um, some of the best science fiction films have been low-budget. I mean, look at the... Exactly. District 9, that was a low-budget film. Um, the first Alien was a very low-budget film, so... I think we get the best mm-hmm. science fiction before the big studios get involved and throw all this money into it. You know, it kind of deletes Wreck it. Yeah, it wrecks the story. Yeah, you're right. So I'm looking forward to it. it sounds like you are, Jocelyn. What about you, Paul? No. You're <laughs> just saying that to you're just
1: saying, spite me. Dave's story. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree. The um it uh, People get too wrapped up in the effects sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it it forces forces people to be more creative if they have to work within a tighter constraints of money.
0: Yeah, look at the first Alien movie. They hard they didn't even show the alien until like halfway through. Um sure they had mm-hmm. some pretty cool like uh sp- like space sets, space sets. Space you know, special <laughs> effects uh Sets of the space station and not, or space the spaceship, but that's pretty much all they had. Um, the rest of it was pretty low budget. So, mm. all right. So look for it. And you only really got
1: the you only really got a good look at the alien until the end, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I think it could be argued that Alien is the best of the series. What do you guys think?
1: Mm, I really like Aliens. Okay. Well, I that's, really do. That's, I like the James Cameron take.
0: That's a close second. I mean, that's those those two kind of go hand in hand. But I think anything after that, you can, you can kind of throw out the window a little bit, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, th- the thing is with uh, you know, what I loved about Alien was that it's kind of ruined on most people now. But when you watch it for the first time, you don't know when they're sitting at the dinner table. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't yeah. have a free... Nobody has a clue as to what's going on. And it just all of a sudden, this horrible thing happens right in front of them. And now all of a sudden, like, we have to fight for our lives. It's this whole survival thing. Yeah. Like, nobody knew what was going on when that happened. And I think that kind of reveal was a big... Like, I think that was a big turning point.
0: Did you guys both know the story going into watching Alien for the first time? Did you know kind of yeah. the deal? what was behind it
2: i did kind of yeah mm-hmm.
0: all right it's still it was still an enjoyable watch for you guys both
1: i think so it creates a lot of cool tension
0: yeah it does especially when they don't know and what, yeah i mean we especially when they don't even know what's going on and they're trying to figure out why you know why this fluid is you know eating through the decks of the ship you know where the hell right. did where the hell did that thing right. go and what's what's happening you know
1: totally and the uh we haven't mentioned the aliens versus predator movies, <laughs> and probably with good reason i have not seen Awful.
0: I've not seen any of those probably I'm probably better off don't okay
1: oh um, yeah yeah i yeah <laughs> there's not a lot <laughs> good to say about that <laughs> oh.
0: uh all right, so um yeah it's the europa report it's coming out sometime <laughs> keep an eye keep an ear out for it all right paul um you got our last story actually our second to last because i threw and i threw another one in um but you've got yeah i noticed you threw that one in there yeah i'm sneaky that way <laughs> <laughs> What'd you no say? i don't
1: blame you in fact i don't blame you I, we should trudge through this so and get dave's story anywho um <laughs>
0: What are you saying? Sorry. Are you either saying that That the story is bad, or you're just humoring me? You're you're saying, "Oh, Dave's story must be important because he threw another one in." Dave, I,
1: I think you're inferring a lot, and you know you're putting a lot on me, and that doesn't, as a person. So we should like talk after the show or something. Okay. Sorry i don't know what it is it's you, Jocelyn. I, the only factor is you You I'm sorry. You've created this
0: no, this is good. this is very good because i think I think we can get kind of boring and it's good to throw somebody else in once in a while to kind of stir the pot a little bit. you know
2: <laughs> i didn't mean to do any pot stirring i don 't even know what i've done
0: <laughs> i don't think it's anything ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we have found water world the planet.
0: Yes, is is Kevin Costner on it.
1: it. I hope so. Because after the postman, I mean, do you know where he is? I don't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> sorry. Uh and by the way, the planet in question is orbiting a star that we named called JG sorry, GJ 1214. So just, just letting y'all know, we're we're starting to name things like Star Trek, like no, we, no. Know, we have a star. Oh, it's Star JG twelve fourteen. We're
0: not. We're, Whatever. We're, we're, we're not. I have a th- I have an idea that I think um, astronomers and people that name planets and other celestial bodies should adapt. Adopt, is I think that we should start naming planets after planets in science fiction. It would be so much easier. And it'd be fun. I, I'd be on board. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? Like Absolutely. Hey, let's name this planet Vulcan. You know? <laughs> That'd be awesome. That was my first thought. Why not? <laughs> There's no reason why you couldn't. Um, I mean, we might have to pay some money uh to Paramount or whatever, but whatever. <laughs> uh anywho, and
1: by the way, this is a, a little bit of a change of pace. We're actually going the reality versus the entertainment route, so I apologize if this gets boring for too many people. <laughs> Uh, but anywho, yeah, uh, the entirety of the planet's surface is liquid water. I don't know why they said liquid water isn't? versus non-liquid water. <laughs> anywho. <laughs> and it is about 40 light-years from Earth, and it is massive. It is about 6.5 times our own planet's mass. So we have a planet that is... Six times our own planet size, and the temperature of the water is around 450 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: Wow! So we're not going and swimming they, they anytime soon.
1: New, and they noted that it was hot enough to roast a chicken.
0: Okay, backing up a little bit to what you were talking about, water <laughs> sure. um, inertia classifies solid, liquid, and gas, and we should. No, I get it, but, okay. but you don't call it you don't call it water. <laughs> You don't call like
1: what I don't call ice frozen water. I, I don't say <laughs> totally I want frozen water. <laughs> water in my drink.
0: I want ice. <laughs> I, <laughs> can you imagine that going to the restaurant and going, Yes, I'd like some steam, please? Give me a glass <laughs> yes. of, Give me a glass of steam. Yes, but for clarify fine. Inertia for
1: clarification purposes, absolutely. Water can be in four states. Given the nature of those four
0: states, you change the name. <laughs> Okay, so Sorry. getting getting back <laughs> getting back to this planet is what you yes. said. You said 40, 40, forty light years away.
1: It is forty light years away from Earth.
0: That's not that far, right? No,
1: mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Assuming that we can go the speed of light, it'll only take us how long? Yeah, that,
0: yeah it's not. We're not going to ever <laughs> figure that <laughs> I out. I know. I know. Okay, <laughs> Jocelyn nothing. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know how long that would take. Going at light. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> light speed.
2: Forty years.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, hmm. you're right. It would take forty years. We should start up that trivia show. She'd win. Yeah, no, we got to bring that back. <laughs> got to bring that back to Spreecast. All right, so uh, I'm looking forward to going for a dip on planet J or GJ1214.
1: Ah, uh, no, no. That is the star that the planet is orbiting. Oh, okay. All right. I believe the jury is still out as to what exactly
0: well, they're calling it. They're well, ca-
1: right now, well, yeah there there is no official name for said planet. At least, not that I saw in the article.
0: I say, and if there's any anybody listening who can influence the naming of this planet, I say, let's let's name it either Vulcan or some other. Um, Science fiction genre type planet. Mm. That would be fun. Okay. All right. So, sure. final story in the space category Playboy magazine has come up with the concept art for a club in space. That includes a zero gravity dance club and Playboy bunnies with jetpacks. The Intergalactic Entertainment Destination is featured in the March issue of Playboy, which is out on newsstands now, and is described as a cruise ship in space by the article's writers A.J. BAME, B A I M E, and Jason Harper. BAME and Harper collaborated with various individuals on the project, including Virgin Galactic head designer Adam Wells and former NASA scientist Stan Kent to figure out the design and features of the Playboy Space Club. Together, they dreamed up a wheel-shaped space station that has everything from a casino to a restaurant to orbital pleasure domes. Are you guys ready for (gasps) orbital pleasure domes? Oh, yeah. (laughs)
1: Let's go. (laughs) I am not ready. Okay, Dave, I'm sorry. I'm not mature enough (laughs) for this.
0: (laughs) Presumably... One would take a flight on Virgin Galactic's Spaceship Two or perhaps in, uh, a space elevator ride to get you there. Of course, uh, this is all fantasy for now. It's not going to happen for a long, long time. But it's a cool idea. Um, and the concept that they came up with uh, has a center that has artificial gravity, which I don't think that's even possible to do yet. Um,
1: is it even? Does anyone else find it ironic that... Probably the only way you can get to this Playboy club in space is to go on the Virgin
0: Atlantic, and flight. you're <laughs> and you're going to the the orbital pleasure domes, which you will probably if you. I'm sorry, I just can't take that. If you're going <laughs> orbital pleasure dome, if you're going to the orbital pleasure domes, you probably are not is it an ever- arena.
1: What's going on?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like
1: the Thunderdome. Yeah, what? it's a dome.
0: <laughs> And you're not going to be a virgin for very much longer after you visit the orbital <laughs> right. pleasure domes. Oh, goodness. All right, so Steve, uh, Steve Bach in the chat room says artificial artificial gravity can be somewhat mimicked through... Um, cent- Centrifugal force. Yes, um, and that's exactly what they're planning on doing, is the center would be rotating, thus causing the artificial gravity. But it's... It's going to be a big, big project, and it's probably not going to be years, a lot of years until they actually, if they ever actually put this thing together. All right. Let's move on. You guys ready to move on from Orbital Pleasure Domes? (laughs) Yes. All right. Before we do, uh, just a reminder that you can listen to this show and the other ones on GalacticNetcast.com via Stitcher Smart Radio on your iPhone, your Android phone, BlackBerry, or webOS phones, Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. You know why it's smart? Because you're not taking up space, storage on your phone, and you're not syncing it to your computer, to iTunes, or whatever. So you're, you're skipping a whole process, and you're freeing up more space on your phone to put other things like apps on. So uh, go to stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts. Enter the promo code galactic netcasts for a chance to win a $100 cash card. All right, moving on to recommendations. I'm actually first on the doc, but I'm going to let Paul go ahead, and then I'll follow you up. And then, and then Jocelyn has a recommendation. So go ahead, Paul. Okie dokie.
1: I am recommending the movie Space Cowboys. Have either of you seen it,
0: maybe? Perhaps? Giddy-, giddy up. I've seen oh, no. it.
1: It is essentially about a group of... Older astronauts that actually get the opportunity to go back in space again. That's the whole thing, is that you have a bunch of retired astronauts who were once in space, aren't anymore, and they finally have a chance to actually go back up. And, you know, you have this all this animosity between, you know, the old fogies versus the young new guys who have all this newfangled technology, all that kind of good stuff. But it's a very good movie. Year, I believe it was uh, produced in 2000. And, uh, yeah, really good cast. You have Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland, James Gardner. Uh, yeah, they're a good crew. I, I like this movie quite a bit. And You re- should all check it
0: out. And the reason why they have to go up, right, is because um, they're the only ones that know... They're trying to save a satellite or something from crashing or going into orbit right. or, or falling out of orbit. They are told... They're told that they are trying
1: to salvage a satellite that is getting too close to Earth, and they're afraid that it would destroy it. Basically, mm-hmm. they're afraid of it it uh, re-entering Earth's atmosphere, and that is why they need the guys because it's an old Russian satellite from the Cold War.
0: And it was on Netflix streaming. It's no longer on Netflix streaming, so you'll have to find the DVD mm-hmm. um, somewhere. No, I no, I'm a big fan of Space Cowboys. What's that, Paul?
1: <laughs> or watch TNT on the weekends. It's it's on all the time. Or at least it has been recently
0: for me. Do you guys have TNT up there in Canada, eh? Jocelyn?
2: I'm not sure. I don't have cable, so I'm I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I just have Netflix and Canadian Netflix at that, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, I heard I heard that it's not as good as American Netflix is.
2: No, it's not. <laughs>
0: But I bet we have Futurama now. Yay! No, you could be... That's <laughs> hours of enjoyment right there. You could...
2: Exactly. Days, even. <laughs> yeah,
0: days of Netflix enjoyment. All right, so your recommendation is Space Cowboys. Who's the cast again? Mm-hmm. Clint Wood and who? It is Donald... Clint Eastwood, Donald Sutherland,
1: uh, James Gardner, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, those guys, all
0: those guys. Those are the four
1: main guys.
0: All those guys are awesome, my favorites mm-hmm. all right, so moving on to my recommendation and i've already, i've actually i think I've had this as a recommendation before, but they're in the second half of the season on profits of science fiction, and the last two episodes have been really, really good and um, two weeks ago, they focused on this is if you don't know what profits of science fiction is it's basically a documentary series that profiles one of the the masters of science fiction from over the years and how their the stuff that they thought up has become reality it's it's very much like a documentary series it just analyzes their writings and see how it reflects on what ha- has actually developed and 2 weeks ago they uh highlighted Isaac Asimov um he saved the future from evil robots which is true because before he started writing about robots all the robots were like evil take over the world um we've come to get you humans we're gonna kill you all he actually made robots into more human-like creatures and he actually came up with the i forget do you know paul what what his um his rules of robotics are called do you know what i'm talking about uh I, what they're call, what they actually are. No, what's the name? There's a name for it. It's like th- the three, three laws. Oh, three laws.
2: Yeah, isn't it just Asimov, three laws?
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I should. It's so simple to remember. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't remember that. Thank you. Anyways, um, he dreamed of a, a better future where we need not fear our own technology. His iRobot series of sci fi future where robots can do our jobs for us lead to the creation of real-life industrial robots. See, they take what he was writing about and they they kind of um, put it into a perspective of what we've accomplished already. Um, so that's two weeks ago. And then this last week, it was Jules Verne, who I thought... That that was one crazy guy. Or not crazy, but crazy interesting guy. Uh, if you kn- don't know who Jules Verne is, he, wrote, he was one of the first... Uh, Science fiction writers actually um, he criticized the internet in eighteen sixty three He actually wrote a story with a thing that was like the internet and he he criticized it he said he you know it was probably going to be a bad thing, so maybe he was right, maybe he wasn't i guess the jury the jury's still out um, he's been called the ultimate futurist he actually in one of his first stories was uh, about uh, our man's very first space flight to the moon, and he actually in his story they uh, they the rocket took well not really a rocket it was more of a a cannon type thing it was it was shot up it wasn't shot up with its own propellant, but it was shot up more like a cannon or a uh, like a a projectile i guess um, but in in his in his story it shot off from Florida and there were some other things that involved in his story about the it, about the moon slingshot inertia says that's kind of correct um, a lot of the things that he wrote in his story about the moon um, the trip to the moon was a lot of that stuff actually came to be true um, like how long it took and other little like technical details so he very much was kind of like a Nostradamus type person where he kind of had a, had a feel for what our future was going to hold. So I highly recommend both the last two episodes and the ones before that, Prophets of Science Fiction. It's on the Science Channel, but how I watch them is through Netflix. Or not Netflix, um, iTunes. Very cool. And our final recommendation is from our guest, Jocelyn. So what do you got for recommend your recommendation?
2: I am actually going to recommend a Harry Potter movie, which I know probably don't think actually fits in, but I'm going to recommend the third one, which is the Prisoner of Azkaban, which has the time travel, the time Turner traveler thing, and I really enjoyed it. And I thought Harry Potter deserved some love because the Oscars were, I guess, what was it, this past weekend, and the entire eight movies didn't win any Oscars ever. <laughs> so. I thought that Harry Potter deserves some love, so, and it's also a time travel story that doesn't hurt my brain, so. <laughs> well,
0: that's good. So I've never seen. I've only seen maybe one of the Harry Potter movies. Um, what is the? Really? Yeah, I'm not a no, not a Harry Potter fan. But go. I want to know what's the basic storyline for this for this movie for this story. Uh,
2: this one basically is. The three of them and they go through their year at Hogwarts as they always do. And there's basically these um, few things, really, really bad things that happen at the end. Like someone is is falsely accused of something, and um, Buckbeak, who is this um, like horse type eagle animal thing, um, is killed. And you know, so all these really bad things happen. So uh, the headmaster gives them the time turner, and then they have to go back time and try to fix everything bad that happened.
0: Oh cool. Awesome. I was wondering where you where the whole you know time traveling robots in space was fitting into that and now I know.
2: I know. <laughs> That's why I put in the notes. I will explain this. Smiley face.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Without the smiley face, I would have just been so pissed off. I would have been like,
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> better
0: be good, damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Paul, have you seen the Harry Potter movies?
1: I have seen every one. I am, I am married. So, yeah, I saw every one. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: they're good even if you're not a girl, no, okay? That,
1: no, that's <laughs> Especially fair. Especially the later I, um, ones when
2: people start dying.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I would have seen it on my own, at least originally. But, yes, they are – to to be fair, they are actually fairly good movies on their own accord. Okay. And uh, – Yeah, the the I do enjoy the moment that Jocelyn is talking about. I like the whole I like when they actually have to go back and fix all these things and then you have to think about okay, all these other things happened to begin with, but you don't realize that it's them on the other side of whatever it is they experienced on the first time. So yeah, it's that's very good. I was actually I didn't even think about that. I didn't I was like I had no idea what you were talking about. I was like, maybe you're thinking about that little robot thing that I still don't know—the ball with wings or something. I don't know. Oh, the snitch! (laughs) No,
2: that doesn't count.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm I am actually a little bit intrigued now, so I may go back and watch the uh, the Harry Potter movies, but I still have to watch the rest of the um, the Matrix movies that I promised Paul that I would watch. I had only watched the first one and I don't remember seeing the second two so I still need to watch, what are the second two called Paul? Revolutions and uh, the, uh, Reloaded oh, Okay Was I right about Revolutions though? Yeah. Was that... Revolutions?
1: Yeah, Revolutions? I
0: think that's is the, the third one Okay And uh, Steve says I need to watch the Animatrix so I'll add that to my list as well
1: That That's actually pretty good I wasn't expecting a whole lot from the Animatrix, but that's actually pretty good.
0: I like that one. Is that part of the... Have you seen that at all? Is it part of the story?
1: Uh, no, not directly. It's a series of um, basically anime cartoon type movies that are either in parallel or uh, are, are related in some way to the events of the Matrix. Okay. So if you're into anime at all, it's definitely worth your watch and definitely worth the time. Um, and I think the first couple are actually directed by the uh, Wachowski brothers, so, so, so it's at, there is a pretty good uh, pedigree there.
0: So they're inspired and or in the same universe as the Matrix stories, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn, have That's you right. Jocelyn, have you seen uh, Animatrix?
2: No, I haven't. I'm not a huge anime fan, so I didn't I didn't bother with it. But maybe I will now if it's if it's good and worth it worth the time.
0: All right. See, this is this is what this show is good for, is turning you on to new ideas and new movies to go see and new TV shows to watch. See, if you take away anything, you take away some ideas for future entertainment on this show. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got our question of the week coming up. But before we do that, please go to our website at GalacticNetcast.com. And if you can, if you have a couple of dollars, please click the Donate button uh, because it's, it's not free. Uh, putting this show together is not free. We have to pay for bandwidth and storage. So please uh, donate a dollar or two. We're not looking for $300, although that'd be nice, or 3000 or $3 million. Uh, but just a couple of dollars um, at GalacticNetcast.com. Click on the Donate, and we appreciate that. So... Paul, you have again picked this week's question of the week. Why don't you answer or ask it, and then we'll go ahead and uh, give our answers.
1: Absolutely, this one is a bit abstract, so thinking caps on, people. If you were to pick an alternate reality for your life, thank you for the animation. like that. <laughs> if you were to pick an alternate reality for your life, please pick between the following: 1930s gangster movie. That Trope where everybody bursts into song for no apparent reason, or you have to, or you kiss someone that you might not otherwise, a la like Uhura.
0: Okay, so okay, you may be surprised by our answers because, all right, so I know I was okay. I'm gonna go in order of the, the sheet of paper, I was first, so um, my answer is gonna be you kiss someone that you would never kiss otherwise just because. I hate I hate burst out into song stories that's why I don't watch I don't watch um glee or I don't watch I don't watch episodes of Cop Rock on YouTube um and I don't like 1930s gangster movies because they seem to be all the same they seem to be there's there's no variation from 1930s gangster movies so I picked the Kiss someone that you never would have kissed otherwise just because you never know. I mean, you may... You know, somebody that in your life that you never thought that you would kiss maybe turns out to be the person that you're meant to be with. So that's my answer. That's why I picked that. So go ahead, okay. Paul. You're next.
1: Absolutely. I chose... Now, bear with me. <laughs> I, I chose... The reality where everybody bursts into song for no apparent reason. Now, having said that, I am not a musical kind of fellow. (laughs) I don't, yeah, it's not my scene at all. I am totally with you. Glee makes me cringe whenever I enter the room. However, having said all that, I think it would be absolutely hilarious if I were the one person who saw all and was just completely wondering what the hell is wrong with these people i was kind of like i wanted to be the odd man out in that way i wanted to just be like what exactly are these people singing about like and i don't want it to be like you know you have these big choreographed dance numbers but what about other people like are they doing a different choreographed dance number on like a different part of the street so you know like how does that work that would be really. These are con- the questions I ask
0: myself. That would be really confusing because if you're walking down the street, and you're listening, you're hearing the, the crowd behind you, and then you get out of range from them, then you hear the next one. you you got clashing right. songs. Pe- these people are singing about right. how nice the day is. These guys are singing about a lost love. It's just very confusing
1: totally and who who wins like who's the who's running the show is it just the one with like the biggest emotion at the time like
0: you know how what's going on here so yeah okay (laughs) that's it i want to know what what the premise behind this question was what why what made you come up with this question okay i tried to think of every
1: trope for reality that we would have like you know, you have all these things, especially in science fiction movies, where you ha- you have like even in well, especially in Star Trek, you have obviously you have the gangsters theme in Star Trek's in, interwoven in there. So it's like it's a pretty common idea. Or another one, like you know, someone again, someone bursts into song for no reason. Like this happens all the time. And a, and the last one was actually a friend of mine's idea, where like you have all these science how to put this science fiction is a good avenue to break down barriers that would otherwise be big people upset you know what i mean like that's why like that's why the whole horror thing worked out then was because up up till that point interracial couples were kind of taboo mm-hmm. and they allowed it allowed them to Experiment with things that were that people were uncomfortable with at the time. Yeah, Gene, So I liked that. I thought that was a really cool idea.
0: Gene Roddenberry was a genius that way. He'd taken those issues that nobody wanted to talk about and then, it, you know, being set in the science fiction genre made it very acceptable. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Yeah, that's why. I'm like, hey, pick an alternate reality for your life. That's kind of tropey. Let's do that.
0: <laughs> the one thing, the one that I would have. I would have included too is having a laugh track because I think having a laugh track or nice. having having your own theme music like in a movie or a TV show because you ever, you ever get in a situation where you're having a serious conversation with somebody and you're like, you know, this would be so much easier with a dramatic theme in the back, you know, dramatic orchestrated music or something. It'd be so nice. much easier. Or a laugh track. You I know? like that.
1: I hate. Oh my gosh,
0: the laugh track would drive me insane. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I could do it. No, i'd I'd pick. I'd pick <laughs> the the soundtrack definitely. All right, so <laughs> Jocelyn, you've got the one that's left. I'm. Uh, were, was this the only one left after after we both me and Paul picked ours? Is that why you picked it?
1: Well,
2: it was the only one left, but I would have picked it anyway. Okay. <laughs> I saw that everyone burst into song, and all I thought was once more a feeling from Buffy, and I was like, I, yes. I don't want my life to be that.
0: <laughs> that's actually one of the only. Nice. That's actually one of the only musical episodes or musical TV shows that I actually like. I like that episode of, of oh. Buffy.
2: I enjoyed it as well, but that doesn't mean I want it 24-7. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, once through for, you know, like the whatever it is, 44 minutes or something, that that was plenty. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you picked 1930s Gangster. Why?
2: I did. Well, because they are all the same, but they're all the same awesome. <laughs> like, that would be that's so true. much fun. There's so much drama and intrigue and, oh, the clothes. <laughs> just I know that's a total chick thing to say, but yeah. Man, the fashion and the hair and everyone's so glamorous, you know, as long as you weren't doing the whole depression thing, but Yeah. All the gangsters are always yeah, Oh, they're always glamorous.
0: <laughs> all right.
2: I am still a girl. I do like shiny things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I it'd be fun to unload a Tommy gun on on somebody or something. That'd be to do that once would be kind of fun.
2: <laughs> as long as there were no repercussions and you could just like Go back and not do it.
0: <laughs> By the way So Jocelyn,
1: would you be the would you be the gangster chick or would you be like the like the the singer or something like that?
2: Oh, you know what well, I that's mean? A really like good question. Oh man. Normally, like being a gamer, I would pick, you know, the badass chick with the gun every day. Except, you know, in, in the nineteen thirties gangster movie, I I don't know, being the mysterious aloof. You know, right. singer or something. That yeah, that that's pretty attractive. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Do you guys remember? I don't the, know what I pick. I really don't. Do you guys remember the scene from Star Trek: First Contact where Picard is taking um, what was her name?
1: Yeah, and the in not it was like the engineer from the uh, yeah from Earth yeah from the twenty first
0: century yeah. But um, would you want to be in that kind of outfit that she was wearing? from that scene, Jocelyn?
2: (laughs) I don't know what outfit you're talking about, but I don't know. (laughs) Although, as long as it's not quite as revealing as the gold Leia bikini, then I think I'd probably be fine with it.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think they were that revealing back then, back in the 1930s. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's going to be it. Uh, Besides feedback, we did get one comment on iTunes. Um, Uh The title is... This show is awesome! With a bunch of exclamation points, like uh, about maybe six of them. It's by st- uh, username Stolen08 stolen, <laughs> stolen 08 or Stolen08. The show is the flux capacitor of podcasts. Keep up the greatness. So thank you, Stolen08. Appreciate the, uh, the feedback. Thanks. And you can go ahead and do that if you uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please leave us five-star rating if you like us and uh, leave us a great comment and we will read it on a future episode of the show so uh before we leave you guys got any final thoughts on anything that we covered tonight or anything you want to talk about
1: i'm good Mass Effect next week all spacey oh yeah
2: i was actually gonna recommend playing the Mass effect franchise and i was like you know what I talk about games all the time. I can I cannot talk about games for this one podcast. And then you go and bring it up.
0: <laughs> but you know you know what? I'm not a gamer at all, but I recently read an article on I think IL9.com about why the Mass Effect universe, the story of Mass Effect, is the greatest science fiction story of all time. And I mm. spent like two hours on YouTube watching videos of <laughs> just the story part of the, the video game and I, I like it a lot I hope they make a in fact they are making a live action movie or somebody's trying to make a live they're action movie they're making a movie yeah, yeah. so yep yeah. It's, it's gonna be good it's gonna be good alright uh, that's gonna do it for episode 23 of the time traveling robots in space thank you for joining us thank you Jocelyn Moffat all the way from Canada for being a guest host did you have fun at least
2: I had a great time thank you so much for having me
0: no problem and uh, I'm sure that we'll have you back sometime if Paul lets us,
2: I don't know if he will. Oh. I create too much
0: tension. Yeah, more fighting amongst the ranks. Oh, he's flipping coin. It's all weird. right, all right. So, Jocelyn, you're, you'll be back soon. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. This has been a presentation of Galactic Netcasts. To subscribe to this and our other podcasts. Go to GalacticNetcasts.com.